For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Cincinnati has established themselves as one of the best programs in the American Conference with continued dominance over the past few years. Throughout that reign under head coach Luke Fickle, they've also produced a number of talented NFL players. The next in line, potentially, is James Tunstall, offensive tackle who could be the next selected in the NFL draft after James Hudson was last year's tackle to be selected. On this week's episode of the NFL Draft Prospects Podcast Interview Edition for this Thursday episode, Ryan Roberts spoke with Tunstall about his career and his path potentially to playing professionally. Before we get to that interview, though, folks, as always, I need to fill you in on this week's sponsors. First being Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it. From basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures, Bet Online has all of the latest odds, news, and information for all of your sports betting needs. Visit their website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to tell you folks about Moink. Moink was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he has ever tasted, and I agree. They sent me a care package, and I can tell you that bacon is fantastic. Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Doorbell, invested in Moink. Why do just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with Moink Box. Why are 97% of the chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need Moink Box. The best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best sa- salmon you will ever eat won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need to head to moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com believe right now and listen to uh, listeners of this show. will get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste for a limited time. You can only order that now. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. Spelled B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. Welcome, everyone, to the Believe in NFL Draft Prospect Podcast interview edition. It's a Thursday, so you know that we're bringing you an in-depth look into some of the best players not only in the 2021 NFL draft, but also returning to college, future prospects that you need to keep an eye out for. And I think I'm here with someone that maybe 
from FB, FBS perspective and from the University of Cincinnati perspective might not be too aware of yet, but I'm telling you right now, after the 2021 college football season, or during the 2021 college football season, I should say, you're going to be very aware of this young man, James Tunstall, who was originally a part of the UConn football program, went over to Stony Brook, was an All-American selection. Unfortunately, with what, everything that was going on with the COVID-19 pandemic, spring ca- uh, cancellations for the spring for the FCS season, he took the opportunity to use a transfer option to now end up at the University of Cincinnati. I believe that when we're talking about replacing James Hudson, replacing a couple offensive linemen and continuing the success that Coach Fickle and this offense has had over the last couple of years, I think James is going to be a big part of it. So welcome in James Tunstall. James, appreciate you, man. Again, taking a little bit of time here. Been a big fan of yours for a couple of years. I'm glad that we can finally get this going and, and finally get to be able to speak together. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to be able to talk to you and um, you know join you on this podcast today. Oh, absolutely, man. So, James, I kind of want to run it through a little bit of a journey, right? Because obviously you have had a very interesting journey. I kind of want to hit all layers real quick. So originally we're out of Lackey High School. You're a Maryland, uh, a, a Maryland player to begin with, obviously, right? You have the Maryland roots. You end up at UConn. And I know that you actually played you know, in a few games at UConn before obviously ending up at Stony Brook. So before we get to the Stony Brook chapter of your career, take me through the recruiting coming out of high school and why ultimately for you, University of Connecticut was the best spot for you. Well, to think back um, during the recruiting process coming out in high school, it was, um, it was pretty it was pretty big. I was pretty um, heavily recruited, had uh, a lot of FCS, uh, had uh, quite a few FBS offers as well. So, um, you know, just taking a step back and, um, you know, talking with you know, friends, family, obviously, um, I told them, you know, I want to just, you know, play as early as I possibly could. You know, uh, what, you know, which program was, you know, up and coming and you know, which program were, you know, played, played young guys, you know, uh, more more so. So that was something that stood out to me. Obviously, um, Coach Poindexter at the time, who was the DB coach there at UConn, um, you know, we we actually had a you know good relationship going on there because, um, you know, we, we talked a, a good amount. And, um, you know, when he invited me up to official visit, and I was actually pretty, pretty excited because I'm, you know, I'm a huge basketball fan. And obviously, you know, UConn being a huge basketball school, it was, you know, it was it would have been, you know, nice thought of, you know, being able to go to Gamble and catching all the games and stuff. So, you know, I was um, really, really excited to to get the, the offer from UConn, took the official visit, you know, really loved all the facilities, obviously. Um, got a chance to hang out with some of the guys there, obviously other recruits. And um, you know, it was really, really just a good fit from there. Yeah. And I know uh, you were actually, James, obviously in this in the same room for a little bit there at UConn with a guy in the 2020 NFL draft who I was a big fan of, Matt Pert, who was a fantastic right tackle, now playing and started a bunch of games for the New York Giants. When you kind of think back to that part, being able to play with a guy like Matt and to be able to maybe test yourself in a room of talented football players, how much did you think that that helped you and gave you kind of a barometer of I can play at this level, I'm this good, I can do this moving forward? Oh, it helped me a lot, you know, especially having a guy like, you know, Matt in the room, like you said, you know, he was a leader for me since day one. I also, I also consider him like a big brother to me. He was like a big brother to me, you know, he, um, kind of like took me under his wing, uh, taught me the, the do's and the don'ts, obviously, of being a, a college football player. 
Um, so it was really, really helpful having him there and just being able to have somebody to look up to not only, you know, off the field, but on the field. Cause you know, he was a, he was a great football player. He was on um, one of those guys who can switch from left to right, obviously. So he was a real good athlete and, um, you know, being able to, to see that and like, you know, getting like a few pointers from him, stuff like that. And being able to, you know, set, you know, punch, you know, all that you know, little stuff that you do as an offensive lineman, being able to, to get those, those pointers from him really helped me a lot. And it probably made me who I am today, you know, just having, you know, somebody like that just to look up to and try to try to not mirror, but, you know, compete with them too. You know, obviously just, just being able to compete with them too has just, you know, made us both better and, um, you know, just gave us the opportunity to, to be better football players. And I, I know, James, that you played in nine games as a redshirt freshman for the University of Connecticut. And then obviously you made the decision you wanted to transfer to Stony Brook. Can you make just uh, a, give me a, a glimpse into why at that time the transfer was the best move for you and why Stony Brook was the school that stood out for you? Well, um, you know, just uh, Coach Edsel's staff not being the staff that initially recruited me coming out of high school, that, you know, definitely did play a, a little bit of a part of it. You know, not seeing the field, you know, as much as I wanted to and, you know, not feeling like I was being rewarded for, you know, the hard work I was putting in as much as I felt like, you know, just uh, seeing other options out there after putting my name in a portal, just, you know, was, was the best option for me because, you know, I just wanted to go somewhere where I can play right away and be able to, to showcase the talent that I knew I had and, and uh, showcase all the hard work that I knew I was putting in. Mm-hmm. And then obviously it paid off because we're talking right. 2019, sophomore All-American, we're a great football player for Stony Brook, absolutely phenomenal football player. Take me through that season. You're talking about that hard work that you felt like you, you should have been rewarded for while you are at Connecticut. You come into Stony Brook, you make an instant impact, you're an All-American, and all that hard work in that season seemed to pay off very quickly for you. Absolutely. And, um, you know, that season uh, so far is probably my, my favorite season because, um, you know, it was, it was the season that I felt like, you know, my, my blueprint was definitely on. I was able to play in all 12 games that season. Uh, started uh, 11 of them, uh, nine at – uh, number nine at left tackle and the other at right tackle. So it was just, you know, it was um, it was great to be able to to showcase even that, you know, being able to to showcase that I'm versatile and I'm able to to you know to play both sides and I know the offense that well. And you know, that season was, you know, it was it was great. You know, playing playing against Utah State, you know, it was it was a good game for us. You know, obviously, you know, the score doesn't really tell the full story, but um, it was a good game for me because I was able to to get some experience under my belt. You know, it was my first college start and. You know, I remember that game like it was yesterday. You know, I was just, you know, I was playing like, you know, I've never played before. You know, what I mean, I was just, you know, so locked in. I was just, you know, just, just really excited, and and I was happy to be able to 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 experience that. And throughout the season, you know, playing good guys like you know Cam Gills and and um obviously uh, uh John Daka and Rondell Carter and you know guys like that. You know, it was just it was, you know it was really good because you know there are some ballers in the FCS. You know, even though they get overlooked here and there, but there are some there are some real good ballers down there. And, uh, playing against them, you know, just really, really helped me become better as well too. Because you know, it's, it's you know, the churches, you know, you gotta gotta come with it, and you know, going against those guys also made me the player I am today. Yeah, nah, some really great football players, and we're Cam Gill just won a Super Bowl with the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So obviously, talent right. comes from everywhere, and uh, you obviously were Absolutely. testing against some of the best on the FCS level, and you graded out very highly. Obviously, from the media perspective, from the national perspective. And I know, you know, just to get 
the negative side of things out of the way here, James, because I know we talked a little bit about the impacts of COVID before we started. Just this past offseason, with the FCS delayed into the spring, uncertainty, obviously, you being a Stony Brook guy, you're in New York, which is one of the worst spots that was hit by the pandemic in general. Just take me through the this past offseason, no season, and trying to navigate these obstacles to the best of your ability. Well, um, as you pointed to, it was definitely rough. You know, it was um, it was quite the quite the time. You know, definitely definitely still fresh of a taste. You know, things looking a little bit better. But I remember uh, just coming off of uh, shoulder surgery at the time was because um, I had tore my labrum uh, during the season and waited to you know end of the season to get surgery. And um, you know, just that was you know a big obstacle. I was you know trying to come back and and be ready for spring ball. Then you know, boom we're in a pandemic in March and it's like, you know, just rehabbing, like don't know what's going on. Just, just isolating, quarantining, you know, rehabbing, doing what I can, doing what the doctor say you can do, uh, you know, still not being, you know, obviously hundred percent. So, you know, just can't like go to the weight room or anything like that. Just got to, you know, do the, the zoom meetings with the, uh, the trainers and stuff and show them what you, what you, what you progress to, you know, stuff like that, you know, it just, it just wasn't the same. So that was just, you know, just having those obstacles made it a little rough. And, you know, fortunately, uh, as the summer went on, uh, I lost uh, lost my big brother in August to, to liver cancer. So that was also a you know huge obstacle. You know, it was really rough for me and my family to get through. But um, you know, you just took it day by day, and you know, still just you know trying to prepare for the for the season. Once we got word that we were having a spring season, you know, I was also I was obviously I was excited. But um, you know, obviously uh, having you know mental issues and and other things going on and you know other things like that 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 just kept weighing. So I just the opportunity to come here was um was you know was huge for me obviously because you know it is a it's a great team and they're ranked six seven in the nation so you know having that going into the season just you know makes it that that much you know of a, of a better taste for me you know what I mean because um it's just it's like a dream come true obviously to be able to, to you know showcase my talent on a national stage like that mm-hmm. yeah and obviously Cincinnati. Fresh off an undefeated regular season, took Georgia down to the wire in their bowl game. So excellent football team. And I'm happy to see that you landed there. And Jay, I'm kind of curious, James, because I know you were obviously in the portal once, but then you had an opportunity to be in it a second time. This second time, obviously, coming off the sophomore All-American, obviously you had a name now in the game. People knew who you are. You had the, the tape from 2019, which was excellent. And then now have maybe a little more notoriety. How different was the portal the second time and how many teams were reaching out and, and maybe a little bit ultimately of why Cincinnati was the best team besides for, you know, like you said, sixth or seventh ranked team in the country, right? Right, right. Um, it was, you know, it was crazy the first time, but the second time it was definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely crazy. I would say I can't even think of a different word for that. It was um, constantly, probably every other minute, you know, schools were, were contacting me, reaching out and, you know, that's, you know, that's as expected, obviously, but, um, you know, picking here was, was a pretty much a, a no brainer. Cause I also had like, um, a, a small bridge with my, my buddy, former teammate of mine at UConn, Darian Beavers, you know, we, uh, still kept in touch You know, we're still very close friends. You know, we still hang out and stuff, even, even when we didn't go to the same school. So, you know, having that, that bridge obviously was, was very, very helpful. And, um, you know, very easy because you know during COVID times it's not like you can take official visits and, and and go visit different schools and stuff. You gotta be able to you know take words and, and 
and, and interact on Zoom and over the phone and stuff like that. So it was, you know, it was just, you know, it was a, it was a different kind of process, but it was still pretty, pretty extravagant. It was, uh, it was wild. <laughs> and how, how has been the, uh, the transition been for you, James, so far? Because obviously we're talking about a high expectations team, right? Where guys like Desmond Ritter and Majay Sanders and so many great football players how has just the transition been and how impressed have you been with just the overall talent on the team so far? Overall, I would say the transition has been pretty good. Um, it's been pretty good, I would say, because uh, you know, I've been able to come in as not a freshman or, you know, a young guy. So you know, that helped a lot because I was, you know, already aware of what the do's and don'ts is of college. So I was able to just, you know, come in smoothly, enroll in classes, doing great in all my classes. I'll probably finish the semester with over 3.0. Um, I was able to to be here for the beginning of spring ball and went to workouts, which was um, it was good work. You know, I will will attest to this. The strength staff here is, you know, they're definitely one of the best in the country. And I put on a you know, few pounds of some good muscle and stuff. You know, I'm feeling good. And I've been able to to play with those kind of guys. You know, it's also been you know, it's been pretty good, too. It's been pretty, pretty exciting because, you know, there's some there are some dogs on this team. I will say <laughs> some very talented guys, you know, and it's just been it's been, you know, but really, really amazing to be able to to compete with, you know, guys like Maje in practice and stuff, and you know, just us making each other better for one, and you know, playing with Dez, obviously, uh, being able to have reps with the ones and stuff like that, and you know, obviously, you know, playing with Dez, you know, he's a great leader too, you know, he's he's like the facilitator on the field, you know, it's just like, it's it's you know, it's different, but I'm I'm adjusting pretty well, you know, learning everything here and I need to learn and been in the playbook like stuff like that, and you know, it's just been a overall great experience. And obviously, a lot of people are going to be wondering, James Hudson, obviously only one year as a starter for the Cincinnati Bearcats, but was a great player at left tackle. Is that the plan right now for you, James? To, to, is left tackle the spot? Or are you competing at multiple positions? What is kind of that outlook for your competition to start here? Well, as of right now, I just, you know, just want to compete. I don't want to you know go or say too much. You know, I just want to compete. And, you know, wherever the coaches feel like I am the most – uh, effective and the most, you know, uh, the best spot for me, then that's the, you know, spot I'll, I'll go to. But um, any spot with me, you know, I'm fine with. <laughs> I feel like I can play all five. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that was one of the main and uh, most impressive things about you when I watched your tape at Stony Brook was I felt like usually guys would either excel as an athlete or excel as a power player. But I felt like you were kind of the best of both worlds. You had both attributes, which is why you're saying and why it makes sense that he can play multiple positions because he kind of hits all these thresholds, checks all these boxes. Now taking your game to the next level, trying to make this transition, what are some things that for you are going to be the next key steps for you to be the best football player? What are some things that you're trying to improve on? Definitely some things I want to improve on, and you know, just, just cleaning up the little things like, you know, uh, punch timing and uh, making sure, you know, overset, you know, just being – being a good athlete with your feet and being a good athlete in space, you know, uh, obviously I wanted to improve on my run game a little bit and uh, adding some, some, some weight with some muscle, obviously going to help me with that. And it has been, you know, helping a little bit, obviously, as I've been seeing the spring ball. So, um, you know, just being able to, to clean up on the little things and improve my run game and even improve my pass blocking game, just been, you know, been been the things that I feel like will help me continue to 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 achieve my goal and my dreams of making it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And obviously, I know I know Cincinnati has, I'm sure, big standards and big expectations for next year, coming off of an undefeated season and taking Georgia to the wire. 
what is the atmosphere around the program right now? What for you guys, I know you've only been there, you know, a little while so far, but what do you feel like is the atmosphere around as far as next season? This is what we need to do for it to be successful. These are the goals that we have set for it. Well, I, I want to first start off by saying the atmosphere is amazing here. And um, I feel like there are, you know, a bunch of leaders on the team that, that really keep the team going. So uh, the, I feel like the coaches don't even have to say much. I feel like everybody here knows the expectations, which is, you know, give 100% effort all the time, do what you're supposed to do, follow our core values. And um, I feel like everybody here knows the core values and it follows them, you know, to the best of their abilities. And that's probably why that you've been seeing the results you, you guys have been seeing. And, you know, it's really – really a testament to this, to this program and, and how, you know, coach Fickle has been, been running the team and it's, you know, really, you know, it's, it's, it's really different, you know, so I haven't really experienced something like this in the past, but I'm glad I'm, you know, have the opportunity to experience, you know, something like this now. And last question I have for you, obviously I wanted to reach out to you begin with, because I think that you have all the necessary skill set to play at the next level, ultimately, right. To play at the NFL level, kind of looking forward into the future because I know you have options, right? It doesn't have to be 2022. It could be 2023. Who knows when you'll ultimately make that jump. But when that does happen, just the blessing to know that, hey, I might have the talent to play professional football. And how long of a dream has that been for you? Um, it's, it's been a dream of mine for, for a while now, I would say. Probably since high school, it's been a dream of mine to – for it to actually be a reality is, you know, just really just, you know, crazy for me and especially for, for my family because, you know, it's just kind of just been like happening just like out of nowhere because, you know, I wasn't really all that great up until my senior year of high school. So it's like, you know, it's really just been been unraveling for like the best way possible. And I'm just, you know, really happy and excited that, you know, it's been going been going pretty good for me for the most part. Um, you know, obviously 2020 has been an awful year, but uh, everything's been trending up back the right way. So I'm just, you know, happy that, I've been been able to to make the best of this uh, whole college experience. Yep, yep, and we can't wait to see him obviously in a Bearcat uniform next year again. Mr. James Tunstall, former UConn offensive lineman, former All-American at Stony Brook. Now he's looking to take over one of the offensive line positions for the Bearcats next year. James, appreciate it so much, man. This has been a long time in the making. Appreciate you taking a few minutes with me today. Of course, and I appreciate you for having me on today. Thank you so much. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.